Aloha, people of God. This is your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. How is everyone? Today is Saturday. Saturday, let's see. It is Saturday, July 10th. I hope everyone is doing well. Blessed. Amen. Your name is written in the book of life. If your name is written in the book of life, then you are blessed indeed. No matter how you might feel about it, mind you. Okay? Because see, sometimes we get it twisted. We get caught up in our emotions. We feel some type of way. And then we think because we feel lousy or crappy or whatever the term is you want to uh, add on it. Nowadays, like I said, they just say some type of way, right? <laughs> you use the adjective you choose to. Um, they get it twisted and then they feel like they're not blessed. But being blessed is not an emotional state. It's not a feeling, right? You either are or you are not blessed. I told you guys in a and this is a message. I don't I don't remember how many episodes before, but when the Lord had showed me like what the blessing looked like, right? And it was like it was like a force field. It was like kind of like a milky white, but not too thick. Like I could see through it, but it wasn't it wasn't transparent like glass. It was kind of like a like a milky white bubble or like a force field. And it wasn't like a super tight bubble on uh, on on us. Right. It was there was there was room to move. But as we moved, you know, it moved with us. Right. You know, you lay down to sleep. It's there on you. You're in the shower. You're doing your thing, whatever. It's always there. You're either blessed or you're not blessed. Your feelings have absolutely nothing to do with it. OK, as mature believers, we're supposed to know this already. But the problem is, you know, sometimes we forget. I'll just say that. <laughs> right. Sometimes you going through it and emotion, human emotions. I mean, they're so strong. They're so, so raw and so powerful at times. You know, it, it can be overwhelming and it, and it can override our sensibilities. Right. Which what we know to be true about Christ, what we know to be true in the Bible. So this, this little ditty here I'm doing right here, right? This is not coming to, uh, I'm not coming to judge anybody. This is encouragement right here before we get started, right? Be encouraged, right? These are rough times for everyone. This is all around the world. So it doesn't make a difference where you're hearing this podcast, whether you're in Germany, Hey, if you're in Germany listening, you know, hey, aloha, right? If you're in, in Poland, if you're in Russia, you're in China, you're in the Philippines, you're in India, you're in Jamaica, man, wherever you are, right? Everyone is having a hard time right now, right? So be encouraged. If you are blessed, and that means if you belong to God, the real God, Jesus right? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If Jesus is your God, you know, and your God, I just had this discussion with my mom a few days ago. And people, people that know me always know, I will always say, I always make a distinction between the real God and other, and other gods. I oh, man, I got a tie. I hadn't even planned on going here. Okay. But <laughs> 
there is a title, there is a focus on this episode, but this is what's coming up. Hey, like I said, this is a, a live and dynamic podcast, right? Wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Whatever, wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. So, you know, I, one day I was on a, well, let me back up. I always make the distinction because people just like to bandy about the word God, right? But and, and then a lot of times Christians, we get so geeked up and happy because ta- we love God. We love our God and we talk about our God and we want everybody to know and love our God. So then when we hear somebody talking about God and they're happy about their God, we're all geeked up because we think that they're talking about the same God that we're talking about. Here's a great example. Right. My name is Mike. <laughs> Michael is a beautiful name. It, it in America, it is a very common name. Michael, right? We know there's the archangel Michael, right? It's a very popular name, Michael, right? It means he who is like the Lord. That's what Michael means. There's a lot of Michaels. So if you just take a moment and think, how many Michaels do you know in your life? How many Michaels do you know? How many Mikes do you know? Right? So you might be thinking about, you talking about me to somebody, Oh, Michael is really amazing. You know, I really I really love his his uh, I don't know. I love his perspective on the Lord. I, I, he's so happy and on fire for Jesus. Right. You know, and the other person's like, no, Michael's not like that at all. Michael is. In fact, Michael doesn't even believe in God. And you'd be like, what? No, 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 no. Michael believes. What do you mean? Michael doesn't believe it. You see, there's a dis- you can see there's a disconnect. Right. It is the exact same way with God. When we say God or somebody else says God, right? You have to qualify that statement. If you're talking to somebody and you don't know them, you don't know their walk, you don't know what God they serve and they talking about God, I highly encourage you, right? Qualify that statement. Oh, yeah. What God are you referring to? Ask them. Right. So what came up in the talk of me and my my mom. Right. Right. We was talking and. uh, um, You know, she knows if 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 the word comes up about God, I'm not going to pounce on it, but I guess I kind of do pounce on it. Right. So it came up and then my mom was like, yeah, I know. I I know. I know. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where. I really didn't get to say what I was going to say. But then at some point, you know, I was allowed to talk. <laughs> but like I was allowed to talk. Right. And I was like, Ma, no, no, no. You know, the reason why I always say this. So I'm not digging on mom because I know mom going to listen. Hey, Ma, I love you. I'm not digging on my mom. What I'm saying is this. Right. Here's the backstory. You know, I'm a man of a billion backstories. The backstory to this is. I was on a submarine. Y'all know I was a submarine person for many years. I I was on submarines. Right. And I was a I was an engineering type of person. Right. So I I had control over like the atmosphere control equipment on the submarine and the refrigeration and, you know, high pressure air and nitrogen and all that type of stuff. That was all my stuff. Hydraulics. That was all mine. Right. So. Everyone has different jobs in the boat and on a submarine, you don't actually have 24 hour days because there is no sunlight. So what we do is we shift to an 18 hour day. There's six hours that you actually stand a watch. That's what they call a watch. That's your job. 
you know, so everyone has a different job, right? So you stand watch for six hours and then you have another six hours where, you, where you're, you know, you're off watch. They call it off watch maintenance. You're supposed to like fix stuff during the last six, the next six hours. And then the last six hour period, you're supposed to be able to get sleep before you come back and do your job again. That rarely happens. But anyway, so I'm standing my job. Some other guy would come into the room, right? His job was to rove around. You know, he roves around a ship. Uh, he would come and talk and we would talk about God. I would be so happy talking about God. He'd be really happy talking about God. And then one day I just I went to lie down in my bed and I was reading the Bible and the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clear as day, gave me a word of knowledge. And he said, that man's God is not the same God as yours. You, next time you talk to him, you need to ask him, who is your God? Clear as day. Clear as day. And I was like, huh. Wow. Okay. 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 Holy Spirit. Okay. Sure enough. Next day rolls around. What happens? Dude comes in. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good, good, good. And somehow got on the subject. He started talking about God, how good God is. And I was like, you know, I just wanted to ask you like, I never asked you before. By the way, who is your God? And he said, oh yeah, I'm a Wiccan. You know, my, my God is this and that. I'm a Wiccan. Wiccan is like white magic, right? And I said, oh, see me and you are not talking about the same God. I said, my God is the Lord Jesus, right? Jesus made all everything. So you worship nature, right? My God made nature, right? So we're not talking about the same God. So ever since then, I always will qualify the statement because one, I'm an evangelist, right? So I was created to point people towards Jesus. I don't want to be talking about God and someone else is talking about their God, right? And I didn't take the time to point out the difference, right? So they just think that they're talking about, you know, they just think we're talking about the same person. And that's not even the case. So as an evangelist, I need to make sure, you know, that the statement is qualified. Okay. And so I just wanted to encourage you all right quick. Remember, like, hey, everyone that says God isn't talking about your God. Okay, and now going back to what I was saying before that, right? Don't get things twisted up with your emotions, okay? The word of God is the word of God. If you're blessed, you're blessed. Why? Because you are a son or a daughter of the most high God, right? You're found in him. Your name is written in the book of life. You are a child of God. You are blessed, right? You are blessed. We sing and dance, but we're blessed when we go in. We're blessed. When, uh, you're blessed, right? Now, if you're living a sinful lifestyle, if you're a child of God, but you're living a sinful lifestyle, then you forfeit that state of blessing, and now you're up under the curses of Deuteronomy 28, but you can repent, right? And then, boom, you're back under the, the spout of blessings, as I always call it, right? But you are blessed. Your feelings do not determine whether you're blessed or not. Okay, I'm off that soapbox. Okay, whoever needed to hear it, needed to hear it. Okay, so <laughs> what I wanted to do today, 
I'm going to come on very quickly and talk about um, another topic. You know, when evangelists or preachers or even prophets, when they say it's going to be quick, it ain't never quick. I always laugh when, when ministers say that, oh, it's going to be, I'm going to come on right quick and talk about something. You're like, oh, here we go. Two hours later, this really will not be a long talk. All right. Uh, it ain't going to be long. Okay. So anyway, the title of this lesson is look to the hills right now there's a very famous scripture if you're a christian you've been a christian for a minute you already know this you may not know exactly where in the bible to find that scripture but you know which scripture i'm talking about okay look to the hills and so what i'm going to do is usually i'll just read like one piece of a scripture but this is from Psalm 121. Psalm 121 is so good. All the word is good. Don't get me wrong. It's all good. But this one right here, for me personally, you know, the Lord has spoken to me so many times in Psalm 121. So what I'm going to do is actually read the whole thing for you. But really and truly, the title, the title just comes from verse one. There's only eight verses, but it's such a powerful scripture. I just figure I would just read the whole thing for you guys. Okay, so here we go. Psalm 121. King James Version says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. That's it. Such a powerful, such a powerful scripture. Okay, so my help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Listen, the Lord is faithful, right? And, and what, what happened was, what had happened was, I was just praying, right? I'm taking my Sabbath, right? And the day actually does matter. Saturday actually really is the real Sabbath. It's not Sunday. The Lord picked the day. We don't get to unpick the day, right? Some of you will say, no, 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 that's not true. It actually is true. It's biblical. But anyway, so it's Saturday. I'm taking my Sabbath. I was praying, you know, talking to the Lord about his goodness and whatnot and how much I love him and everything. And as I was talking, I was just thinking like, you know, Lord, man, you always come through. You always come through. Always. It doesn't make a difference like how bad things got. Over. I can look back over my life. If you're a baby Christian, see, you don't know this yet. You don't know this yet because you're a brand new Christian. You're a little baby. You don't know. You don't have the life history or the life experiences yet with the Lord to be able to be like, yep, I know that's true. You just don't. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you're new, right? You don't, you don't know that yet, right? But if you've been a Christian for a minute, right? I mean, I gave my life at 16, right? I, I, I say I really didn't start living as a Christian until I was like 23, right? But I literally can look all the way back to when I was a kid and I'm like, wow, that was you, Lord. You was there. That was you, 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 you. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, I know what brought this conversation up. I was telling the Lord, like, you know what, Lord? 
I'm so glad that you love me, right? I'm so glad that you love me, Father, that you love me, Holy Spirit, that you love me. And see, I know this. Remember, this is me talking to him in prayer. I'm like, I know this not just because the Bible says it, but I know this because of your actions. Right. Because you've been so consistent over the years. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, he came through here. But, you know, for five years, he didn't come through. It's like, nah, nah. Every single time consistently, like I just said, I can look all the way back to when I was a teenager and I can see. Right. Whoa. All the way. Even even as, the, you know, even before them, like the, the hand of the Lord. So faithful, so faithful. And I'm like, wow, you always come through. Even at times that it looked like you didn't come through, you always come through. And see, and that's the scripture right there, right? I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth, right? The Lord will always come through for you. You have to remember you belong to him, okay? You're, you're, you're not just property, but even if you were just property to him, right? If you was just a piece of property, hey, I died for you. You belong to me. You're in mine now. If he was that type of God, right? You know, people come for their property, right? People come for their property in the Bible. Hey, if somebody lost their goat or whatnot, they're out looking for their goat. Oh, my goat ran off. My sheep ran off, right? This is my property. This is mine. Even like a dog, right? Oh, my dog ran away. You're out looking for your dog. It's my dog, right? But we're so much more to the Lord than a piece of property. We're so much more to Father God than just some piece of property. We're so much more to Holy Spirit than a piece of property. We are family. We are God's children we are his people and one thing i know about the lord the lord don't play about his people they don't play right? he don't play it's like oh my people are in sin i'm gonna allow these people to come and they're gonna attack my people and do this and that because god is holy he is gonna punish the sin but oh you went too far in punishing my people you shouldn't have done that now i'm going to deal with you right oh snap right that's god okay he doesn't play with his people. He loves his people. It was father's will that Jesus come to die for us so that we could be his children. It was the Lord's will to do that thing. One, to be obedient to father. Two, to come and give his life for us. Right. So that the kingdom can be conferred upon us like it was conferred upon him. It was also Father's will that Holy Spirit come and live in us. How do I know? Because the Bible literally says it point blank. It literally says it. Right. So he doesn't play with his people. OK, the Lord is going to come and he is going to save you. Now, look here in Isaiah 35 verse. Uh, oh, boy. What is it? Verse three. Three and four. OK. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with the recompense. He will come and save you. See, it's a promise from God. He's going to come. He is going to come. Every single time 
that I step out of the, the gate or the fence, so to speak, right? Looking at it like I'm a little sheep. I'm one of his sheep. Oh, ah, you know, I don't know. Bad, right? Sheep, they, they got out. I'm not a voiceover artist, right? The sheep got out. It went, it, it strayed off somewhere, right? From time to time, that's me. From time to time, that's you. We stray, right? We still love the Lord. We think about the Lord, but oh, we don't stray. We don't went somewhere else to graze. And the pastors are over here. We don't went into the wrong area. Guess what? You better know the Lord is coming. <laughs> you better know the Lord is coming. He is coming to get you. He is not going to lose you. He did not come down from heaven and live a perfect life and was beaten and, and tortured and everything else and died and gave up the ghost on the cross so that you or I could be lost. Nah, nah, that's not the way Jesus works, because I know some people say, well, you know, he did everything on the cross for me. That's that. No, that was just the beginning. <laughs> that was just the beginning. He was introducing you to his love and then forevermore after you get to be a witness a recipient of his goodness, of his kindness, of his mercy, of his grace, of his love forevermore. So at the cross, the cross was the beginning. It was the beginning, right? Jesus does not play that. So again, you better know if you go outside that gate, you know, the enemy is waiting for you. You know that you get yourself caught up in some mess, some sin. The Bible the Bible says the sin that so easily entangles you, you get yourself caught up in the sin that so easily entangles you and everybody's sin is something different, right? Everyone's kryptonite is different, so to, so to speak, right? But whatever it is for you, brother, whatever it is for you, sister, I want to encourage you. The Lord is going to come and he will get you out of that trap. You better know that. OK. It's a promise. He promised. Right. It says he will come and save you. He will come and save you. OK. Doesn't mean he going to come and save the person next to you. That's that's not a Christian that doesn't belong to him. You know, a thousand will fall by. You know, the Bible talks about it. Right. Hey, it, that just it is what it is. Right. Right. If, if son is going on with my family members, guess what? And, and there's something going on with some strangers family. Guess what? I'm, I'm going to choose. Right. I'm not going to pick the strangers family over my family. What? Let me go get my kid. Son's going on with my kid right now. Hey, yo, you better get out of my way. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever I need to do, I'm going to do to handle my business to make sure that my kid is fine. Right. As I would hope you would do. And that's what the Lord does. Right. So you're his. You, you see other people. I've seen other people get involved in things that I was involved in, but they wasn't the Lord's. And I saw the end of the matter. Right. I saw where that sin led to and how they ended up. And it's like, whoa, whoo. But God, as they say, but God. Right. <laughs> but God. And it's sad to see what happens to those that are not God's children. It's sad to watch, uh, you know, the deterioration uh, of the people. Right. It is a sad thing, you, you know, because they could have Jesus. But for whatever reason, they haven't accepted him yet. 
right? But if you are God's child, be encouraged because your God will definitely come and save you. Again, Isaiah 35 verse 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. See, that is a very personal promise. That's personal. That's from God himself. He's telling you, sister. Listen, daughter. When you get in trouble, I give you my word. I'm coming and I'm going to save you. Right. Brothers. He's talking to you personally, my son. Right. You shouldn't sin, but if you do sin, right, <laughs> you have one, right? Jesus Christ, the righteous one, right? If you get yourself in some trouble, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I will show up. I will show up, okay? And so you always hold that in your heart. Now, this is, now, when we look at Lazarus, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to move on, and we're going to close out. So when we look at Lazarus, right? So you had Lazarus. You had his sisters, Mary and Martha. We know the stories, right? Lazarus got sick, right? Jesus was out with his disciples. The, the word reached him. Master, you know, the disciple, that, you know, the, the brother that you love is sick. You know, uh, Lazarus is sick, right? Okay. Jesus, kept, he just kept doing what he was doing, right? They, they, they didn't like, oh, we're going to change direction. We're going to go back and, you know, so I can, I can heal him. No, none of that. Right. They tarried. I believe the Bible said they tarried like four more days or something. Then he went. And so when when the sister met him, I, I don't recall whether it was Mary or Martha. When one of the sisters met him, you know. You know. Oh, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. So in other words, like they're waiting they know Jesus is the son of God. They know Jesus had the power to heal the sick. They knew that and they were waiting for Jesus. OK, we sent word to the master. He's coming any moment. Lazarus, hold on. Hold on, brother. You know, the Lord is coming. He's coming. Hold on. Right. And so they're waiting and they have that expectation. And then what happened? Lazarus died. <gasps> oh, Lord. If you had only been here, he wouldn't have died, right? It's like, we were waiting on you, Lord. We were hoping for you to come through, Lord, but you didn't show up. You didn't show up, and now he's dead. Now he's dead. And what did Jesus do, right? Hey, I am the resurrection and the life. Yes, Lord, I understand you know, he'll be resurrected. She didn't understand what he meant. Right. We know we know it came after that. Right. Jesus resurrected him from the dead. You see. Even though it looked in the natural like the Lord didn't keep his word. Like the Lord broke his promise, like the Lord did not come through. He did come through. You see what I'm saying? He came through. And they got to celebrate even more, not just because <laughs> they had a deeper understanding of who the Lord was. They had a deeper understanding of the Lord's love for the, his great love for them.
right? And his faithfulness. See, they, they only they understood up to a certain point before that incident. So when you get involved in a situation, whether, you know, you was involved in sin and you got yourself with some mess or some mess just came at you, you know, you got an attack. You know, we get attacked from time to time from Satan and his his angels and his demons. Right. So but it doesn't matter whether you started it or they started it. The Lord's going to finish it. Oh, I just got to say it. <laughs> the Lord is going to finish it. Amen. On the cross, what did he say? It is finished. Boom, bow, done. He did the work. It is finished. Your God will come with the recompense. Your God will come with vengeance. He will come and save you no matter what. No matter what. Okay, so when you get yourself in a situation or you find yourself in a situation, there is a certain level of trust that you had with the Lord going into that situation. But on the other side of that situation, right, you will exit that. Think about all the different times because it's been so many times in your life. It ain't just been one time. If you're honest with yourself and you just take the time to slow down, quiet down. And look over the course of your life, you will see, whoa, yep, the Lord was there all of those different times. He brought me through all of those different times. And what happens is you come out on the other side with a greater sense of security and confidence and trust in the Lord that he loves you, that he's there for you, that he's going to be there for you the next time, right? And this is why God would tell the Israelites, you know, when God did something and he moved or, hey, I'm going to part these waters here. Make make a um, Lord, what was that called? Like make an altar or make something to remind you of these stones. Right. He, he would always have his people do this. Right. And the reason is, is because it's a reminder of what God did. And the way that God was with you is the way that God is with you. It's not like, oh, God came through. Yeah, that was like 20. And this is this is the problem that many Christians have. OK. Or people that say they're Christians, but they don't believe the Bible. Well, who is that? People that say that miracles are not for the day. I know people that have told me that over. And they said they was Christians. They read the Bibles and they, the Bible. And they said. Well, praying tongues, that's not, you know, that's not for today. Right. So some of them even told me that was demonic, even though it's right in the Bible. It's, it's from Satan. I've had Christians tell me that, listen, yes, God did those things in the past. He did do that for the church, the ancient church. But he doesn't do that in this day. And age. He doesn't move like that. See, those people don't believe the Bible. Because Jesus am I. He said before Abraham was I am. They don't understand his nature. That's his nature. He's a miracle working God. That's what he does. Right. He speaks and the universe was formed. Hello. That's what he does. He is life itself. He is love. He is the truth. Right. He is wisdom. He holds all power. He holds the keys to life and death. He has. Right. Come on. He has the power. But people will say, oh, you know, he he's not like they, they don't know the Lord. They don't really know the Lord. And this is why it was a memorial. That's what the Bible would say. It's a memorial, right? You know, set these stones up as a memorial, right? 
you have to understand that the Lord am. He am. The way he came through for you in the past, he will come through for you. That's just the Lord. That's who he is. That's how he relates to his children. However, he came through in the past for you. He will come through again for you. Okay? But you need to remember. Because again, on the heels of each instance, you do grow in your confidence and in your trust uh, in the Lord. You do grow. And it's supposed to help you grow. But again, our emotions, you feel some type of way. So what do you do? You journal it. Get yourself a little journal, a little book. You know, you write your and it's not about writing your feelings. I mean, you, if you want to write your feelings down, you can. But definitely Christian journaling is about writing a memorial unto the Lord. On this date, I was going through. I called out to the Lord. I prayed up oh, two days later. I'm still going through it. I'm calling on the Lord. And then the fifth day, what happens? The Lord came through. He did. Boom, boom, boom. So like in my journal, I literally, you know, you don't know how it's going to turn out. But after the fact, I'll write in big letters or in red or I'll highlight at the top of the page like, you know, uh, testimony. You know, the Lord delivered, you know, the Lord showed his power or whatever. So that way, when I go back, I got like, I mean, I pretty much have my almost my entire Christian walk in journals, right? <laughs> I've got so many journals. They're in a special bookcase, right? I literally can just go back in my journals and just look. Mm, delivered. The Lord delivered me from this. Oh, the Lord delivered me from Jezebel. Oh, the Lord delivered me from this. These people that was lying to me. It's right there. And I could just go through. It's a catalog, right? So that's what I would encourage you to do. That is the same thing as back in the day, right? Hey, why are those 12 stones just sitting there? And he said, so that way when your son asks you about this, then you tell them. Yeah, this was where the Lord split the sea and we walked across on dry ground. That's why those stones are there. But if you don't have something that will remind you now, I don't know what else you you would do, but I know what works for me and many other Christians around the world is to journal it. Right. Journal it. Um, that way, when you get in a situation and you're feeling like all hope is lost and that you're not blessed and that the Lord doesn't love you and blah, blah, blah. Right. Hey, let me let me get my journal out. Let me look at this memorial here. Oh, look, the Lord delivered me here. He delivered me there and there and there and there and there and there. And it's like, you know what? What? Now you really want to worship the Lord, right? Lord, you've been so faithful over all these years, right? Boom. And there you start. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to come on and encourage you and remind you that if the Lord Jesus is your God, then you have a faithful God indeed. And no matter what the circumstance, no matter what it looks like, he will come through for you. That's just who he is. He gave you his word. It's not possible that he can lie. He said he would do it. He has consistently done it and he will consistently do it again. OK, that's it. I hope this helps you. Remember, I love you guys with the love of the Lord. And as always, submit yourself unto God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.